Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, welcome. And it's really, really simple. Either me, my guest, or both of us have experienced something for the first time, and we're going to talk about it, usually a movie, and this episode is no different. But this is sort of a uh, stretch for me, something a little different. Usually it's like a a genre movie or a horror movie or an action movie, but uh, not today. I have something a little bit different. Uh, My guest today is an old friend, a fellow podcaster. He's the co-host of the Sunday Surefire podcast. Welcome Aaron Brown to First Time Podcast. Hey, hey, how's it going, Taddeo? I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm excited to chat with you and, and switch it up a little bit from, uh, you know, from my podcast and kind of broaden, broaden the, the, the podcast world a little bit, but um, definitely excited. Well, I mentioned that you're the co-host of the Sunday Surefire podcast. Um, how long have you been doing that for? You know, it's funny, we started about like three days right before um, the 2021 football season. It's funny, my, uh, my, the host and I, uh, Car- Captain Carmen, he goes by, um, we have a, a fantasy league together and we, <laughs> we, we worked, well, at the time we worked together at the same, uh, you know, our, our day jobs to where, you know, anytime we pass by, we we're always talking football and just, you know, could just chat about football you know, um, all the time. So we're like, you know what, let's, let's, let's just start a podcast. Yeah. Hit record and, and make something out of this. Pretty much. Yeah. We're like, we, <laughs> we can chat forever about it. So, um, we just thought it was a good idea. <laughs> so did you like before this, uh, are you like a podcast listener or is it just like, Hey, I know people do this. Cause it's, it's sort of weird. Like I'm, I'm a huge podcast listener and obviously the movie world, there's like a million podcasts, but it's like, the sports world is also huge, you know, and, and I feel like the, it, of course, there's always going to be sports center and, and ESPN and FS one and all these things. But it's like, I feel like the little guys, the indie guys in the sports world, like Pat McAfee, man, like the little guy, you know, he's, he's doing his own independent thing. And, and these guys are the ones that are sort of taking over. Yeah, it is. Cause like a lot of people like hearing, hearing sports from like different angles and different, you know, different, uh, experiences and whatnot. And, um, yeah, just, just podcasting in general, I I found for myself that I I did listen in, uh, as you know, like I, I was, I'm from the Midwest, but when I moved out East, you know, kind of had a, had a few different jobs out here, but I found that, um, you know, in Iowa, you usually, (laughs) you can usually like be pretty close to your job. Like it's like a 10 or 15 minute, drive and out here in the Catskill mountains, um, I've had commutes, you know, close to an hour where previously I never really had that before. So I picked up podcasts, um, really started enjoying, I like the, um, the bar barstool, uh, sports. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty big. Um, they're, they're kind of fun to listen to. They kind of really got me into podcasting, I'd say. Um, and then part, you know, part of my take they're they're one of the top sports podcast out there right now but um yeah that i would say that kind of got me into like you know being kind of in the podcast community a little bit listening in but before that i would say like that's probably 2017 i started listening to those guys um so yeah maybe about you know four or five years i've been listening to podcasts so what is for my listeners because i i don't have i imagine a whole lot of um 
like sports guys that listen to the show, mostly movie nerds, I'm guessing, but I never know. I, I have way more um, downloads than I do friends. So someone I don't know has got to be listening, but um, <laughs> it maybe explain Sunday Surefire to um, like for, for dummies who don't understand sports, what it might be about. Gotcha. So I'll, I'll kind of like just take you through our idea, um, you know, when we were trying to figure out like what we wanted to do with the podcast. Um, you know, I mentioned, you know, we were in a fantasy football league together. Um, when we were talking about that, we were going to just talk, you know, fantasy football, you know, week week to week. And we started thinking, hey, it's like there's a lot of fantasy football podcasts out there. We wanted to be a little more um, unique. And, you know, one thing that you you may have noticed out there is DraftKings is coming, you know, a little more prominent out there. Some of the other sports betting, you know, um, you know, prof- professional gambling, sports gambling is, um, you know, legalizing in different states. We're like, hey, let's try to hit that market because um, one, I one I do like it, <laughs> and then uh, it, two, it's 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 kind of a different niche. You know, you don't see a whole lot of like daily fantasy DraftKings type of podcasts out there. there there's some, but we kind of wanted to kind of go that approach. So. Each week, uh, we drop every Wednesday where um, during the season, we kind of just talk about players that we like to start in DraftKings, like just strictly, you know, guys we like, guys to stay away from, um, you know, and why. And um, we we, we do try to cover, you know, a lot of stuff where it's, uh, you know, like kind of whatever the big, big thing going on in sports, we'll, we'll make sure we talk it too. So we're not just straight football you know all the time but you know we as you know we talk mma Mm -hmm. um march madness is coming up so we we plan to kind of cover all the sports but we're predominantly a football podcast and then we like um covering like the gambling aspect of of things as well as that's kind of getting more popular these days yeah, my only other like real sport episode was my my first fantasy football season, and uh, that's sort of what led to us like chatting back and forth. Was that I knew you started this uh, Sunday Surefire, and I was in my second season of fantasy football, and I got really close last year, and I was like, I know the guy to message when I can't make a decision. <laughs> and so I messaged you and um, we started chatting like every like starting on like Wednesday or Thursday, you know, I'd listen to the show and then we'd talk. I'm like, what do you think of this versus this, uh, you know, and, and uh, what's interesting to me is like I'm not a I have a hard time making decisions when there's no money on the line. So like the DraftKings saying to me is like terrifying, like <laughs> You're, you're, I mean, you, for people who are not, I know I have listeners who are at, not at all sports guys and don't even know what DraftKings is. So maybe just explain the basics of that, how that works. Like how, at least how you, how you do it. Gotcha. Okay. So like with DraftKings, they have the, the first app, um, that they ever made is called, um, just the, the, the first one that should come up on, you know, all the, all the searches is, um, just the DraftKings app, um, not the sports book. And what that is, is um, what, what they came up with is um, similar to like fantasy football, where you got to like kind of put together a team. Um, you do that, but basically you, you have like a salary cap where like they give you, it's funny, I look at it every week and I don't remember what the cap is. It's like $30,000 like $30, or $50,000, I think it is. And each player is worth a different amount of money. And you got to make a team with the cap, with the cap money they give you, right? And right. So you I'll, can't just like 
I mean, it's like a real team where you just can't buy all the heavy hitters, right? Like you got to balance it. Right, right. So what we try to do is like we on our show, we we kind of figured out a little formula on our show that kind of puts together like a, a good lineup every week that like kind of budgets your money like the way that we think is like a winning a winning strategy where we have like two like heavy hitters that are usually like really really expensive um and then we will we have a section called pick six that i pick three and then um carmen picks three players um so you get another six players that we um bring up that are kind of like the under the radar guys that um you know, people don't necessarily have eyes on all the time or they're, they're usually cheaper. So like, that's really big with DraftKings. If, if you can find the cheap guy in your lineup that has a really good week, along with like the guys that predominantly have good weeks, like that's how you can like win money pretty much. So we try to spend more time talking about the cheap guys opposed to the um, expensive guys. Yeah. To the more obvious ones, like uh, everybody sort of knows the big names and uh, that's what sort of, you helped me out this season where it was like, you know, someone would, especially with uh, the pandemic, you know, people were g- going down like flies in the, the last su- couple regular season weeks. And it was like, oh, if this starting running back goes down, the next guy in line, you know, he's sitting there undrafted. Like he, he's sitting there in the waiver wire. I can pick him up for dirt cheap, throw him in. And suddenly, you know, I'm I'm killing it. And I didn't, you know, didn't use up any of my fantasy money where, but but with DraftKings, you're doing real money, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, kind of can sound intimidating, you know, when you bring up money. But they do do, like, a really good job of they have, like, a huge array of contests where, like, there's there's a bunch of contests you can join for free. And you're in, like, you're in a contest against, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 5,000 people. But it's free, you know. So, you know, what what, what the heck, you know, why not why not join it? And then, you know, it goes anywhere from like free to, you know, then they got, you know, what, whatever you can imagine up to like a couple thousand dollar buy-ins, which, which is a little, obviously a little too, too rich for my blood. But, you know, I, that's another thing where, you know, I kind of like just, um, I like, we like just saying our strategy and no matter where you kind of lay and what you want to, what you're comfortable betting in, you can, that's the cool thing about DraftKings is like, it doesn't matter how much you're betting. It's just one, it's fun. And then two, yeah, you can find whatever your budget is. There's 25 cent games, there's 10 cent games and stuff too. That's enough to kind of make it interesting, you know, especially when you're watching football and there's, you know, multiple games going on. You find yourself rooting. It's funny, you might like change the channel off your favorite team to go check on your DraftKings guys instead. So, well, um, I mean, I found myself that way when it came to fantasy because it was like, you know, I would pretty much stick to the Packers games. And then it's like, oh, I've, you know, of course, you know, as well as anybody who listened to my fantasy uh, podcast, uh, both years I had several Packers on my team. So it was not much of a stretch. But um, suddenly you're at a, you know, conflict when your fantasy guys are playing the team you actually root for. Um, So I imagine it's the same way with DraftKings where it's like you're a Chiefs fan, right? Just want to be sure. Yes, 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 Chiefs, diehard so, Chiefs fan. So, so when you have, uh, you know, someone on your DraftKings that's playing against the Chiefs, you're conflicted because it's like, I want my Chiefs to win, but I also don't want to lose money. Yeah, like I've been like kind of spoiled that the Chiefs have been good, and I, I think maybe you with Packers too, where like, you know, when <laughs> you kind of like find yourself that like when the Chiefs are, you know, maybe they're up like two or three scores, you're like, come on, come on, let me get my other guys. <laughs> yeah, give them a team. chance. Like, <laughs> get, let them score a little bit, you know, because like they, 
Chiefs usually like we're we're pulling out wins and, and whatnot. So I, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I do admit that I was kind of rooting for the other team quite a bit, even during the Chiefs games. <laughs> so I know. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like I I'm people that listen to this probably just I think they assume I'm just a movie guy and don't think of me at all as a sports guy. But I do, as you know, um, I'm huge into MMA. I watch uh, football. Do not watch basketball or baseball. Find them both uh, pretty boring. But um, you know, there's audiences for everything, but I know DraftKings is like, it's just huge. Like I watch MMA now, there used to never be commercials. And now every <laughs> commercial break is that blonde woman comes in and she's like, you know, put your money, you can put like $1 in. And if one, if Masvidal lands one punch on Colby Covington, you can win $130. And Oh yeah. yeah they do a great job of like enticing like new people to start up like for, uh, you know, first time. I mean, you can get a bunch of free money just for signing up for the first time. They do they do a good job about that for sure. Um, it is funny too. They 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 do cover all sports. Like they even, I mean, they got I I even got I got my mother into it. She was never doing it. <laughs> she started just like she got so um you know so uh, sucked in doing it. She started making golf lineups. She's like, I don't even watch golf, but I'm making golf lineups. <laughs> you know? so it's fun. They got like, um, you know, they got the esports too. So they got like gamer, you know, for uh, oh yeah, gamers professional too. gaming, yeah, for professional gaming. You can make DraftKings lineups with. So they they figured out, um, you know, a lot of a lot of different ways to keep it fun, you know, for all sports watchers and whatnot. And that's also the fun thing about it is like, um, you, you get some you get some stats on there and stuff. So like sometimes you don't even have to really be a a, a true you know, know it all with it. And you can just do it for fun. Like I said, with the free, you know, I, I've won, I've won money with just like some of the free contests too, which, which are, fun, which is kind of fun to do too. Well, I imagine it's a lot like me and fantasy, especially my first year where I came in, I had never played. I was very green learning as I went. And it was almost an advantage in some ways because I'm looking at it strictly from the statistics where I'm not attaching any personal connection to some of these players. I'm like, I don't ever heard this guy, but I've heard, you know, he, his numbers look great where you can almost become, and it sort of relates back to your show. I had uh, our, our commissioner, Jason, shout out to him. He's listening. I know um, he will watch, you know, every single day during regular football season, a different fantasy podcast to hear, you know, who's hot. I mean, he would probably, you know, he'll probably listen to your show after uh, he hears this. And I feel, I sort of felt bad that first year where I'm like, I'm, I'm just winging it. I'm not doing any kind of research outside of asking a few people if I can't choose between two players. And I'm like, I was killing it, you know? And it's like, it's, a lot of it is pure luck, you know? And I, I think, oh, yeah. I think football is a little more, um, you know, structured as far as, because it's a team sport where, like I really truly would never bet on MMA because like you could literally pull a guy off the street and put him in there and he has a puncher's chance. I mean, MMA yeah. is so <laughs> unpredictable. It is absolutely wild. Every single UFC card, there's a huge underdog that has no chance that wins every single one. Like there's, yeah. there's always somebody who's, who comes out and is, and is a big shocker. And to me, I'm like, as an odds guy, I'm not putting my money on, on uh wins or losses as far as uh ufc goes or mma just because it's such an unpredictable sport compared to the others you know it's, it's i mean it is when it comes to like decisions it can become down to points but it's like literally every fight has a puncher's chance like you can go down in a second you know yeah 
No, I, I agree. It's funny you brought up like the analytical approach too, because, um, you know, you being a big like movie buff, do you remember, do you remember in the movie? Um, I think it's, uh, it's called 21. It's a, it's a poker or it's a, um, t- what is it? It's a blackjack movie. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't remember, you know, year or anything it came out, but, um, it, it was based on a true story where it's basically like, you know, um, this, this group of like college students, um, kind of get they're they're like top math, math students, I guess. And, and their, <laughs> their prode- uh, professor kind of forms this like little team of, uh, and he shows them how to count, count cards. Okay. And yeah, he, like, I remember it. Has, you seen that one? Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne and, uh, Kevin Spacey and Kate Bosworth. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And, and the only reason I bring that up is because like the 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 main person that's based off of apparently like he like never lost a fantasy baseball um league. Like he he could not lose against fantasy baseball. Like he knew he knew the numbers. He he knew the people to draft and you know what to what to expect and whatnot. So um it, it's kind of cool like coming back to the show to where like I think Carmen and I have a good like yin and yang approach to where like um, sometimes I'm the analytical guy, sometimes he is, and we kind of like give our takes, and then if it doesn't sound right to the other one, we'll we'll give each other hell, right? Like yeah, we'll we'll like kind of banter back and forth, and sometimes we don't agree, and we're like, all right, well we'll see. But fun funnest thing that we have is like the next following week we have our first segment is a uh, uh, I told you so segment, right? So right. like the so things who was right, yeah, and who, who was, was wrong. right. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of fun to do, but um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I mean, just fantasy football in general. I, I was kind of laughing with like my, um, I I did a I did a interview not too long ago. Long ago, and I was trying to like anticipate a couple questions they were gonna ask me, and like, oh, how long have you been doing this? And it it occurred to me, I'm like, I've been actually playing fantasy football since I was like 12 years old, and I'm not like a super, you know, I'm I'm like. Well, I'm getting older, but I'm not an old, older dude. Right. But that's like 20 years of fantasy football experience that I'm like, well, I guess I'm old in the fantasy community in in that respect. Cause you know, there wasn't much more before that. I I remember when we had to like write down our teams on paper and whatnot. Funny thing is like my mother, my mother owned a, um, a sports bar and she's like, Hey, well, even before. So she had a sports bar in Mount Mount Pleasant, Iowa, called Timeout um, Bar and Grill. Okay, and um, it started with like uh, football pools. Like she would <laughs> she would host like football pools where you just pick the winners and whatnot, and she'd let me fill them out for her. And I was like winning over and over again. This was back like like I said, I was like eleven years old, probably <laughs> gambling and, as an eleven year old. Yeah, pretty much gambling <laughs> as eleven year old. And I was like winning all the time. I was like I had all this like money from all these uh pools. And finally kind of got word got out that it was like her son like beating all these guys, beating up on these guys at at her job. This is sports bar, like mind you, right? So <laughs> um kind of funny in that respect so they're like you know what well we're gonna we're gonna make a fantasy league and like bring him in like we'll we'll see what he's like really made of and the funny thing about it is first year i joined that i won that league too so <laughs> it, it's just really funny Careful what you wish like, for exactly yeah i was just being up and, but that was like back in the day like i i mean the 
I mean, gamers out there know this too. Like young kids, 12 year olds, 14 year olds, like they have nothing to do but play video games. Like I, I was like playing Madden like back then where I knew every single player on every team, you know? So yeah, I kind of, kind of had a advantage that way where, I mean, that's all I, all I watched the sports from when I was little and I was kind of dominating and I actually ended up getting in my, uh, my, my aunt worked for the Hawkeye as well. And, um, you've probably seen his name in the Hawkeye newspaper that John, um, Boningcamp, Boningcamp, he's like the sports editor and, uh, they had a fantasy fantasy league over there as well. So like I was playing against all the sports writer or writers and editors and whatnot. And and I won that league too, like my first (laughs) like years, like of fantasy. So ever, ever since then, I like was addicted to it, um, with fantasy sports and, and whatnot. And, um, not not really i mean i guess you mentioned like the, the i mean that is gambling i guess at the time because i was like winning money as like a 12 year old but <laughs> um but yeah no i think like it wasn't till like later like maybe like maybe just right up like post-college um i still i wasn't huge on like actual like gambling i liked you know going to like playing cards and stuff at the casino but didn't really like bet on sports but um it wasn't until one of my one of my other, one of my best friends, you you may know him, uh, Patrick Mira. Yep. He would go with, he used to be a, a, a basketball coach for um, the Notre Dame High School in West Burlington. He would go with a group of people every year during this March Madness time. And it was right after we graduated college. And uh, it was so funny. Like he came back and he quit his job. He had in Iowa because of like the amount of money he won in Vegas from gambling. Cause so it, he had a degree. I think he got, he had like a, like a car, like I think like a car salesman job that, you know, just he wanted just some, like a job to right out of college, right? To kind of start paying his bills back. But right. Once he won this like Vegas money, he quit that like right away. <laughs> and it, it kind of got me like interested. I'm like, oh, wow, look, you made some money over in Vegas, right? So like we actually made that a tradition like about four or five years in a row. We'd go like, this week, as we speak during March Madness, we'd, we'd stay for the week and bet on like the March Madness games as well. And that's kind of when I got more into like the actual sports gambling side of things. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say like when you were uh, betting at your mom's bar and grill that these old guys would see like, oh, that's the owner's son. He's like cheating us. They're like, you're going to come <laughs> after you. Like, oh, you know. <laughs> no, no, but I, I know they they didn't. They, they, they weren't too happy about it. I, I could, I, I do know that. <laughs> I have a friend who graduated. Um, he got a, uh, degree in mathematics and, um, he worked right out of college at a Riverside casino right here in Iowa. And obviously if you work at the casino, you can't gamble at the casino you work at. It's like a conflict of interest. So mm. he would, uh, drive to Burlington like an hour and, uh, on his days off and gamble and it became like not a problem of like he's going into debt but a problem where his mind is like very number number based where like numbers are just like a a language to him so he would become obsessed with the odds and he had this little notebook and he'd write how much he came in with how much he came out with what roll like what dice he rolled because he played craps um i mean it, it was no longer like fun you know, like I go to casino and I'm like, I- I'm the worst kind of person. I'm the kind of person that keeps their lights on because I, uh, I go sit down at the crappy slot machine and, and 
come in with 20 bucks and leave with nothing. Um, but Evan, you know, he would uh, go in and, and keep all the stats and he would look at what, you know, okay, this wasn't working. And, and he figured out, you know, he knows, he knows what statistically is better. And he was like practicing in a garage and shit. And I'm like, he's not the like one 800 bets off guy where he's, he's drowning in debt, but he just became obsessed with the numbers of it. And it's like, I mean, I, I guess problem might not be the, the best word for it. Cause it's like, if he's enjoying it, whatever, you know, like right. he's not hurting anyone, but uh, it comes to a point where it's like, is this a, an obsession, like an unhealthy obsession where, you know, you're, you're living, you're working in a casino, then you're going to a, a different casino when you're not working. It's like, <laughs> maybe socialize yeah. i don't know try try, <laughs> try relaxing yeah. man no it's definitely a real thing i, I mean i know my friend that I, I was speaking about like during like the very beginning of covid when they were like halting like most of all sports he's like i'm going he's like tell me like he's like i'm going crazy man like i gotta I gotta bet on something like he found himself like betting on like uh ping like ping pong matches and stuff like stuff he never like care about before but yeah it's definitely definitely um definitely fun i mean because it just it, it it adds a little bit of more flavor to it when you're watching it you know kind of compare it's it almost becomes where it's not really like that much of a money part it's more like it's just an added entertainment to what you're watching like you're really hoping something happens and when it happens it makes it even more enjoyable like when you're watching the live um you know event or something oh yeah i mean that it definitely changed how i watch football you know and uh just doing fantasy not even the betting part so i can imagine when you have money on the line it's a little more even even adds like a little icing to the cake um one quick one more quick question then we can sort of uh move on to what we're here to talk about but i've always wondered this and i could probably just google it but do they do like DraftKings for like professional wrestling um i don't think I, i've seen well you know what it'd be tough they because do. it's they pre, do. They, it's predetermined so how do you how does that you know how do you do that i mean it's, i know I, i'm not gonna uh, don't hate me i'm not telling people that wrestling's fake but it is predetermined you know yeah. it, it's painful and it's athletic but it is not a competition i do know that you there's bets out there you can bet like future things like who's going to be like wrestlemania champion or stuff like that now as far as like putting a, a DraftKings lineup together i haven't seen that but i know DraftKings on the sports book side of things you can you can bet on pro wrestling and say like who's going to be this champ or or, okay. or you know or, or something like that too i've seen i've seen those that's interesting i just was curious because i'm like you know someone there's there are people out there who know the results before they happen so there's a lot more potential for um, some fuck fuckery behind the scenes. You yeah. Know, like uh, it, all it takes is someone to leak that information. And sometimes that information does leak before matches happen. But I didn't think about like, you know, like, like you sort of showed me a parlay you had, um, but it was like, you know, you could say at the end of 2022, I, I think Brock Lesnar will be champion and they might not, they don't might not have that determined now. So that would not be something that could be leaked to them you know yeah wwe might not even know that right now you know right it, there's definitely cutoff lines to where like you can't bet it anymore at some point you know or, or like when different events are going on like they'll, they'll like cut it off to where um it's like off the table to even look at so like they're kind of smart at like the windows you can make the bets and and, and whatnot 
I've seen that. Excellent. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just it, the the betting world is so I, I know you're not my only friend who's gotten into it, especially with like the sports book uh, spot at Fun City opening here in town. I have some friends who will bet on, uh, you know, March Madness or even I know some people who do MMA and they go out and watch it there. And uh, I'm just I'm not even the kind that will put like five dollars in a slot machine like I I'm too uh I'm like the most boring vanilla person. I I don't like that adrenaline of uh, I I stress too much over fantasy football that has no money on the line. You know I lose sleep over that, but so I can't I can't imagine actually putting money on it. But I also know that if I started, I'd probably get like really into it, and that scares me more. <laughs> or I'm like I don't yeah. you know I don't want to like lose the house and the dog for because uh, I I have an addictive personality. When if I get into like a band or a type of movie. I mean, you, you know that, like I start collecting something, I have to have all of it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I need to stay away from that kind of stuff, but luckily I have pretty good self-control. That's why I'm 36. I've never had a drink or a smoke. Like I know myself well enough to be like, I'm not going to start because then I won't be able to stop. So just stay away from it. That's the easiest route, you know? Yeah. 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 I've always told myself like, don't ever bet anything you're not already willing to lose. Like already go into it thinking you're gonna lose it because when you do, it's not as it's not as crazy to your to your mind. You're right. Like don't think you got you got to win it back. That's always like work for me because, um, you know if you if you think if you got somewhat of a budget or 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 whatever, but then at the same time you're like, eh, if I lose it, I lose it. You know, um, that's kind of a better approach to go with by you know don't not getting like too upset over it. Right, and if you do have a gambling problem, I think you can still call one eight hundred bets off. But um, <laughs> I think that's right. I think that's still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it sort of brings us to our topic because we are bouncing around some ideas, and I came to you. I, I have sort of been doing more um, new movies to me. It, it works both ways, and uh, but I was like sports, like you know sports. You've been, you know, athletic since you were little. Like you just said, you've been doing the the fantasy thing since you were young. Um, so I was like, let's try a sports movie because I my sports film um, knowledge is very small. Like Rocky's one of my favorites of all time, but that's not really a sports movie. That's a movie about an underdog that happens to have a boxer in it. Um, yeah, you know, and of course I've seen like uh, Varsity Blues and a lot of the classics when I was in like middle school that everyone saw, but. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of big ones I haven't seen, and so um, you know we were like, oh, let's let's narrow it down to some football movies, and um, we came to one, and so tonight's topic, as you probably read already in the subject, um, we're going to talk about the replacements. Shane Falco had given up his dream of playing for the pros. Hey Falco, you're not even a has been. You're a never was. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Until fate... The players' strike became official at 4 p.m. Eastern time. ...handed him the ball. We're going to use replacement players. I'm talking about a team of poor nobodies. We're going to take those people and try to put together a winning team. Why me? Could be part of something. If nothing else, they should be fun to watch. Hey, oh, go, go. The drinks are on the outside. Now, he must lead a team of amateurs 
There's some who will say that you're not real players. That this isn't a real team. And find what it takes. You know, you're the first player I can remember who seems to care more about his teammates than he does himself. To win. You just have to find a way to lead your team. Earn the respect. Warner Brothers presents... We got a game to play. We play the world champions. Keanu Reeves. I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our stuff. And Gene Hackman. You can do this now. Come on. Come on. In a comedy for everyone who wasn't good enough... Now that is a hit! ...to get in the game. As of today, you're all professional football players. the ball. Are you going to get me the ball? I hope he doesn't kill somebody. The Replacements. You'll never be more than a replacement player. Yeah, I can live with that. Okay, The Replacements was, yeah, released August 11th, 2000, written by Vince McEwen. I did a little research on some of these guys. Um, The writer, Vince McEwen, he really didn't write anything that we'd know before or after, but he was an actor and he appeared on Knight Rider, Hill Street Blues, The A-Team, Dallas, TJ Hooker, and ALF amongst several others. So a big TV actor wrote this. Um, directed by Howard Dutch, who um, also directed uh, some huge ones, Pretty in Pink, uh, Some Kind of Wonderful, The Great Outdoors, and Grumpier Old Men. Uh, so he has quite a bit under his belt. Um, we have a great ensemble cast. Uh, we have Keanu Reeves as Shane Falco, the quarterback. We have Gene Hackman as Jimmy McGinney as the coach. We have Brooke Langton as Annabelle Farrell, the love interest. Um, Orlando Jones as Clifford Franklin. Faison Love as Jamal. And Michael Talafiro as Andre. We have uh, Ace Yonamine as Fomiko, the sumo wrestler. We have Troy Winbush as Walter Cochran. Uh, he's the ordained minister who blew out his knee in the first season. Uh, David Denman as Brian Murphy, the deaf tight end. He was also on The Office. You might recognize him. Um, John Favreau, who everybody knows, huge uh, actor, writer, director as uh, Bateman. Michael Jace as Wilkinson, the, the uh, prisoner that they released to play on the team. We have Rise Athens as Nigel Gruff, who's the kicker, the leg um art lafleur as baines and then we have brett colin as eddie martell the the original quarterback and then uh john madden and pat summerall as themselves so man what a cast uh this is sort of like i've never i i, I knew nothing about this other than um keanu reeves and gene hackman were in this so uh was this something did you see this one in theaters when it originally aired i didn't um I remember, I think, you know, when we were chatting about, like, what what movie to, to watch, I really remember just watching it over and over again with my grandfather. Like, I, back, you know, I used to live with my grandparents, and it's kind of funny because he had a um, funny sense of humor, too. So, like, um, it, it's one to where, like, the sense of humor of the show wasn't, like, always just, like, PG per se, but it's not like totally over the top at the same time. Um, but no, I, I didn't watch it in theaters. Uh, I just remember watch like whenever, whenever it was on TV, I enjoyed watching it like at any part of the of the movie. Yeah, it's one of those rewatchables. Like uh, there's always like this handful. Of, there's something about the quality of a movie where if you're flipping through the channels on cable 
and now there's like Pluto TV, which is like the internet version of cable. If this is on, you can drop in at any point. It doesn't matter if there's 20 minutes left or it just started. You can sit down and watch it and you're not going to be lost. Like you're going to sort of get it. It has a, it's, it's just like easily digestible to me. Like this is a lot of fun. This is my first time watching this. And, um, it wasn't like a mind blowing movie, but it was it was like almost exactly what I need right now, because um, right after this episode, I'll be recording next week. I'll be recording my Oscar episode. And those movies are all so brooding, heavy, Ooh. pretentious, artsy. And I'm like, those are fine. But I'm binging like 50 movies for the Oscar episode where I'm like, thank fucking God I got Aaron Brown on this episode because this, <laughs> this is like a break. Like it gave my mind and my like it's just it's it's funny it's just dumb fun you know what i mean like it, it, i i really enjoyed it yeah yeah no I, I know what you mean like um actually just from the mind from the mind thing like my my day-to-day job is like analytical and um i don't know why i'm even talking about it right now but um <laughs> <laughs> but like for some reason i volunteered myself to do this like big creative thing where i was like designing a poster which i don't normally do but i my mind needed that. Like I needed a break from like the main <laughs> activities of my job. It really like frees you up. But yeah, like it's a fun movie. I think I was like hinting, hinting about it that it's, I think it's pretty like funny, you know, like it's not like too corny. There's some corny parts, but then um, at the same time, you can, you can, you can, um, you can just enjoy it though, you know, the whole, whole way through. Yeah. It sort of has, that Ocean's Eleven, um, I'm trying to think of another one where it's just sort of like, here's our players and each one has a backstory um, and we're th- and they're all misfits and we throw them un- into this space together and they have to try to learn something from each other and learn how to um, sort of uh, ad- like accept everybody's differences and-, and accept everyone for who they are to get over this hump because the story is actually pretty simple, but really fun. The The idea is that this pro football player, this fictional one, uh, the Washington Sentinels, they the, the league is going on a strike. So they have four games left in the season. Um, the owner, Ed, Edwin, Edward O'Neill, he calls his former coach, uh, Jimmy McGinty, and basically is like, will you come back and coach? That he says, you know, I don't want to, but the only the only way I'll do it is if you let me have say over every player, and you can't have input. Like I'm gonna sign who I want, um, and it becomes sort of, I mean, it's 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 from what I read, it's loosely based on a true story, but obviously very far fetched as far as um, this would be like the I, I would fucking love to if this was like a real true story because it's absolutely batshit it's almost like con air or something like this got this crazy ensemble we have a we have like a you know we have the one actual very serious football player um the former all-american ohio state quarterback who lost the sugar bowl and everybody remembers that um in in keanu's character and uh shane falco the uh the handsome good-looking guy who blew it in the the uh sugar bowl and never went pro because of it um and then the rest of them all have some sort of crazy, unbelievable backstories. But you always have to sort of have like the one guy, the the quarterback who actually is believable that he has a chance. He has a chip on his shoulder. He has something to prove so that like he can he has motivation to bring these other crazy characters back together. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like you said, like it is like I think it was like 
1988, there was like an official or 87, I think. NFL really had a real strike, but I think they had some fun with like what kind of backstories they wanted to create with these guys. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a, a soccer player that's like wanted by like the, the Russian mob or something. Or, yeah, he owes him money. Know, yeah. Owes him money and all this stuff. So it, definitely some like fun aspects of it. But it, it is kind of crazy that this truly happened that, that, you know, like, I mean, that you can kind of see it in the NFL today, like with the, you know, with COVID, they're like, they're, they're not going to stop the season. They'll figure out a way to keep, keep it rolling, keep it going. Uh, and, you know, I think they, I think they did that um, back then too. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, I, I think the I think so. This is it's based off the the Redskins that ended up winning the Super Bowl the next year. Yeah, and it's sort of interesting. Like you said, this was this movie is already twenty two years old, which is crazy because Keanu looks exactly the same. But um, <laughs> it's like you know, compare like you mentioned just a few seconds ago that with the COVID thing, like it's not that far fetched because they're bringing, you know, when someone would go down, you'd hear rumors of somebody who's been out of the NFL. We had players that mm-hmm. retired the season before. And, and, you know, there's like, I think someone on the Rams that they brought in like during the playoffs or, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it wasn't that far fetched. And it, who would have thought 22 years later, we'd still, we'd actually like, you know, say it's, it's sort of relatable to what's happening, but uh, you know, they're, they're not necessarily pulling people off the streets like these guys, but um you know, it makes obviously makes for a much more entertaining and, and funny movie. Uh, obviously, some of the humor is a little um, dated and, a, you know, they couldn't do now. But uh, I, I, I there were some corny moments, but it didn't bother me at all. Like there's you know, th- this was actually very funny, entertaining. I could definitely see if I'm flipping through and this is on on, on TBS at midnight on a Saturday. I'm going to stop and finish this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, they even thought of like a way to throw in like replacement cheerleaders. Like I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I was going to mention know, that like because the... it's like, that's, that's probably the most far fetched place. It's like, <laughs> oh, do we really need the cheerleaders for four games? Can't they just be without cheerleaders? But they have, uh, I, I did feel like the, the love story part of it is like, we don't need that. But every sort of comedy in that time period, and even now sometimes, it just like they have to have that that small love story on the side, and it was obvious from the beginning who it's it, none of these other characters are going to have the love story. It has to be Keanu; <laughs> he's the quarterback. Yeah. Um, have you seen uh, Point Break with Keanu? Uh, Him and Patrick Swayze. Remember. It's a surf movie. No, I don't. Uh, probably not. Probably I, not. I got to have you back on because this is so weird. Like Keanu plays a quarterback who blew his knee out in like the Rose bowl. And he, <laughs> and, he funny. and now he's like an undercover agent who, who goes undercover to investigate these surfers who were like robbing banks. And uh, Patrick Swayze's like the lead guy, but he's, he plays Johnny Utah in that movie. And he was like the, I think he might've even been on like Ohio state, like the same team, maybe even, um, <laughs> but he, but he it's was, funny. yeah, he blew his knee out in like the final, the big bowl game, his senior year and never went pro because of it. And everybody remembers him for that. And I'm oh, like, that's funny. What are the odds he played? He play, it's like the same, almost the same damn character in a different story. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Oh, I know. Who can play this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, it's really good. Like I, I love the aspect of, you know, getting these weirdos, this group of misfits. Um, wasn't there like an Adam Sandler movie sort of like, but it was yeah, like the gridiron the game or the longest, longest yard. yard? Yeah, yeah. 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 Not quite uh, the same, but um I don't I've never seen that one. Is it very similar to this? 
Um, that one, you know, I didn't really, I haven't, re I know that they had an older one with Burt Reynolds too, I want to say, and then they remade it again with Adam Sandler. So, okay. um, I don't, I mean, I, I imagine it's just like a remake off of the first one. I don't think because the premise of that one is like the misfits are actually like people that are like in prison and they're playing against like the guards. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, so it's very is, different. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. Pretty cool. But like that one's fun, but. It's, I mean, when you tie in like the looseness of the true, you know, true story of this one, but like at the same time, it's not like, you know, just like, um, you know, they, they make it fun, right? It's, it's an underdog story of one that, um, you know, I, I like, I like underdog stories. I think, you know, I think when we were talking, I think made, you know, major league was one of my favorite, you know, baseball movies and uh -huh. it's the same thing where like, there are all these, um, you know, guys that don't deserve to be in the pros and they end up, you know have getting their shot you know so it, it's kind of fun i, I kind of like you know underdog underdog stories i mean i think that's usually the premise with most sports movies but like this just has a different angle with it i think yeah it's uh again i know i have some listeners who i tell people all the time like I'm always amazed that people listen to this this episode and they have never seen this and will never see the movie. Like, why are you listening to like an hour long podcast about uh, something you have no interest in? But, you know, shout out to you guys. But it's like <laughs> the the story, you know, the, with the strike and then they bring in these crazy characters and it's very, um, very predictable. But that doesn't bother me because it's not like it's a mystery movie or something. It's these guys come in at first they are awful together they can't get their shit together they're all you know they're they're as expected they're a mess um and then over the they lose their first game and then over the course of the next three games they start winning start winning and then of course the worst possible thing happens the uh, original quarterback uh Eddie Martell he crosses the picket line and comes back to the team um, but of course he hasn't practiced with these replacement players. Um, they've gotten a, re uh, sort of like a respect and, uh, some chemistry with Shane Falco now. And so when he comes in, he thinks, you know, him and the owner both sort of think like, oh, we got our real quarterback and now we're, we're set to win the, the, and to go into the playoffs. Um, and of course it backfires. He sucks the first half. They get Shane Falco back in. He saves the day, takes him into the playoffs. I did think the ending was a little unpredictable because I was like looking at the runtime and I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting really close to the end. So we are not going to actually see them like go into the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl or anything. So it was a little like I did like that they didn't do go too far because I think if they would have like put them in the playoffs, they go beat a bunch of real teams. They go to the Super Bowl and win. It would have been like way too far fetched. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I mean I think they they kind of wanted to make it loose enough to the the to the true story because I think the true replacement team did win three out of four games that year. But I think the only difference, so like in the movie, they're like, hey, if we win the next three games, we're in the playoff. I think in the real season, it was the first three games or okay. first four games. I want to say so they kind of switched a few things up. But um, yeah, because I think the True story, yeah, they wouldn't be in the playoffs if it's the beginning of the season. So, um, but they did win three out of four games, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I myself would just absolutely, whenever there's any like weird sort of things going on in sports, I, I that ups the ante for me. Like uh, this last season, where there was that, what was it, the Chargers? I'm trying to remember who they're playing. Where it was like 
if it tied, they both went to the playoffs. Was it the oh, Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that I, I did not have, I, I did not really have all that much interest in that game, but the prospect of if this ties, like that's crazy. And then they ended up getting at a tie and it looked like it might actually happen. Um, that was awesome. Or like when a team brings back somebody, you know, and, and we're, if you're listening to this on the day it dropped, we just heard hours ago that Tom Brady is coming back for another yeah. season. Uh, you know, not surprising at all, but it's like, you know, I, as a Packers fan, we went through that Brett Favre era where he fucking retired and came back every week. And it was like, <laughs> you know, it, it, to me, the stories behind uh, sports are what keeps me interested. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I love he, and that's one of probably one of the reasons I went from like loving pro wrestling as a teenager and sort of um, transitioned into MMA is that like, I love the backstory of the fighters. I love I loved the story part of wrestling, but you know, I, I also love in MMA, the actual competitive nature of it where you never, the unpredictable nature of the sport. So it's like watching a movie like this. I love that we have this crazy mix of characters as unbelievable as they are. It's so much fun. Yeah. And actually not to mention too, that John Madden just passed away this year too. Yeah. It's kind of neat neat seeing him you know again and, and hearing his voice is, it was kind of cool because he's like a staple of the you know when you think of football voices, oh absolutely like, yeah yeah and and it really did surprise me with him because uh you know i saw at the very beginning he's right there and like not the opening scene where keanu's playing with a trophy underwater but um <laughs> like right after that um it has him there they're, he's commentating during the last game before the the uh strike and I was like, okay, well, it's like sort of a cameo. No, he's like, a, he yeah. gets more screen time than a lot of these players actually do. Yeah, he's that's in it true. a lot. He's yeah, in a lot. yeah. Um, which sure. I thought was really cool because, especially at the time, you know, Madden was is the name of football. Like, you know, there's it's it's Madden the game. You know, the, the, yeah. every year came out. So uh, to get that big of a name, I, I did think it was interesting, and I I can get why that they didn't use actual football team names. Cause I'm sure NFL would never clear it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, you know, that's probably the reason there. I mean, but it, it is cool. That's, I mean, you, you can kind of connect the, connect the dots at least. And then, and at least you got Madden's endorsement with it. So, <laughs> well, how, how did they not, how were they? And maybe they didn't try, maybe they just wanted to make it a standalone movie, but it's like, I, I, I was watching it. I'm thinking, how could they not get like NFL's clearance to use real team names? But um, Ace Ventura could use actual like the Miami Dolphins. Like, right? How the, how the hell did <laughs> they? That was Warner Bart Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I love seeing some of these names that you sort of forget exist. Like Orlando Jones was the Seven Up guy. He played uh, Clifford, the guy that was super fast but couldn't catch. Um, yeah. You know, and then we had uh, the two the the sumo wrestler. He was pretty funny. He, I mean. You that's believable that you know you could transition from sumo into being like a uh, a lineman. That's, that's right. believable. Uh, you know, the I, SWAT guy. Yeah, the, the <laughs> oh, uh, he could have his own goddamn movie. Uh, John Favreau. Oh. You know, he's he's like young and ripped in this. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't I he was in I think like Swingers or something maybe when he was young, and I'm like I just sort of forget how like handsome and ripped he was and i know this is already 22 years later but it's it's alarming to look at like Keanu, if you put keanu from 2000 and 2022 next to each other and then put john favreau from 2000 and 2022 together 
oh my like this is the difference in how people age you know but uh not not that it's a you know diss on favreau the guy is killing it he's created his whole star wars universe and he's doing whatever the fuck he wants now the guy is uh had more success in in every day than I'll have my entire life. So uh, <laughs> good good for him. He doesn't even need to act anymore, you know. But he still he does play happy in the the Marvel movies. So oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's just like I I recognize him right away, even though he doesn't really look at all like that anymore. And I'm like, I don't really remember young Rip John Favreau. He is like a monster in this. And, and did they say he had some like he quit the NFL to get into the SWAT, join the SWAT team stuff, and that's how, and then they got him back. He had I think some... so. I don't think they touched on the huge like I don't think they really gave as much of a football background, but they're like wanted you to make connect the dots of him like running into rooms and chasing bad guys down and tackling them. Yeah, he's you know? a total <laughs> total lunatic. Right. I, one thing I I thought was sort of unbelievable was like the the brett colin guy playing eddie martell like you know the the actual like quarterback that was on strike i was like he he doesn't he looks like he's 10 years older than keanu and everybody like and maybe he was supposed <laughs> to be like the the veteran quarterback but yeah. um i felt like he looked older than everybody on the team i'm like i wouldn't he doesn't look like a football player he doesn't even look athletic he looks like a sort of like a skeezy business guy like a guy that sell used cars or something yeah you know, it's funny. If, I know we were talking about Major League, but we we got to do a Major League episode because it, it reminds me of uh, Roger Dorn on Major League because they use the same type of like character on that one of a guy that like doesn't look like he's athletic at all, but he's like this skeezy guy that you got to hate. But for some reason, he's good at sports, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really cool. Just like, again, like I, I am not familiar with David Denman. Um like outside of the office and he's super young in this and and they sort of have a more serious story with him like he was born deaf and so he never really made it far in the pros really talented tight end but he, he was limited by his deafness because you know how do you coach a deaf guy um and and so there were while there are some you know it's 99% a comedy and we're laughing at these guys who are sort of um misfits the guys who don't fit in but then you have like a real, you know, sort of serious story with with like him and um, a little bit. But they do sort of make fun of uh, the Walter character, who's an ordained minister who had like one season in the NFL, blew out his knees and knee and became an ordained minister. He's like the only other guy on the team that's like super, super talented and an actual football player. Right. It, it is kind of funny when you see him, they get in that big bar fight though. And he's like throwing punches with them. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed yeah, he was like drinking a glass of milk in the bar scene. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, throughout the movie, he's like, God bless, you know, and, and doing all kinds. Of, he, he's always like the voice of reason for these guys. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's so many like little, little things that kind of make you happy. Like, yeah. When I watched it again, I, I mentioned I wa I've seen it quite a few times but just watching it again over the weekend um i think he i think he kind of just mentioned it that like it's just a nice movie to just you know you don't want to think too deep it's not like you know like remember the titans is another like huge football movie that's like you know it's it's got such a much you know bigger than earth you know oh absolutely the, yeah know, it's very serious yeah very serious and and whatnot i mean it's got the underdog vibe but like this is like yeah, like you can kind of just sit back and enjoy the movie, not think too hard. Um, 
Yeah, I, I like that. I, I, I needed that as well. You know, having, you know, just with, I think all, all of us sometimes just need those movies that you can just watch and not have to like, you know, um, think too hard. <laughs> yeah, I have like this. This will probably like be thrown into like I, I have this like little bank of movies that I sort of just like can do that with. Like one of them is like uh, Face Off with Nick Cage and uh, oh god. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, John Travolta. Like, oh, yeah. Anytime that's on TV, I throw it on Last Action Hero. Most of them are action movies, but this fits right in there where it's like, if it's on TV, I'm, I can stop, watch it. And it's just a nice thing to, like, distract me from life. You know, it's it's simple. And I, it's sometimes it's like I just don't feel like sitting down and watching a very serious brooding movie. This one is is it's dumb laughs. And that's that's fine. It's not trying to aim super high. It knows what it is. And it does it very well. I mean, you even have like, we, we haven't even really mentioned Gene Hackman. Like he, he's sort of, you know, the big uh, name at the time in this movie. And he's a very serious actor, but he's got some uh, comedy chops in this too. Like as the coach, he sort of puts together this crazy team and he believes in all these guys. And, uh, you know, he's, he's sort of the heart of it where he's like, you know, guys, like I believe in you. I'm going to bring you in when, when shit goes bad, he still sort of has a pep talk with him as a coach should. And sort of, you know, says like Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't get the second chance, you know, realize that, you know, you're given this uh, rare opportunity to prove yourself again, even if it's just for a few games, uh, you sort of can redeem yourself. And it was like, you know, not, you have to sort of have a heavy actor like Gene Hackman in that role because if you have somebody that's more of a comedy actor, it's not believable. Like he, he's sort of like the, the moral compass, I would say of the group, you know, he's, he's the guy that sort of the glue that keeps them all together to sort of keep them, keep reminding them that as funny as the movie is, these guys are underdogs. It's, it's a true underdog story. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny how you like kind of, you know, analyzed him as a character there too because yeah you got that big name you know gene hackman as a coach you know one of probably one of one of the best like coach actors that you know that's been around um but at the same time i think he kind of represents a lot of what the movie is about where like is is serious and as good of a coach and you know actor coach he is um you know like he like you said he, he gets he they throw in some fun stuff for him to too to make it make it so it's not over the top you know so right. I, I don't think they wanted to make it over the top so i think it, it is kind of neat how that kind of you know they give him a couple funny parts and was he trying to talk like the kicker I'm, oh why yeah, are yeah. He, you know yeah why are you and doing that and stuff so why are you yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah it's definitely definitely fun yeah i i really enjoyed this um and, and I'm glad we picked this one. Like I said, it was just sort of what I needed right now um, it, to take a break from all these. Uh, I watched like the Princess Diana movie like right after. And I'm like, I, I sort of want to go back and watch the replacements again because this movie's bumming me out. Uh, <laughs> everything's just so yeah. serious. Like, you know, and this is the kind of thing that will never get recognized. At, it, it's not like it was up for any Oscars. And people, you know, the Oscars every year sort of get less viewers. And it's like, I'm not saying they should put up movies like the replacements, but it's like they have to understand that, you know, these are not the movies like the the Oscar nominated movies aren't the ones that the general population are just going to throw on. Like, especially right now in our in our weird times where 
everything every day we turn on the tv and it's gloom and doom like give us some funny you know just make us some dumb laughs and and this like i said was the perfect recipe for that right now yeah no i definitely agree and if you're if you're listening to it there like we're gonna be dropping this uh right right after we record it so um if you're listening to this in, I don't know, in the next couple of weeks, who knows how long it'll be on there, but it's on Netflix. So if you've never seen this um, and everybody has Netflix, so uh, it's, if you have Netflix, you can throw it on and check it out. I definitely recommend it. It's not even, it's about two hours long. So it's not the typical three hour goddamn movies we're getting now. Why does every movie need to be three hours? <laughs> Just give me right. 90 to 120 <laughs> minutes and I'm happy. Anything longer is unnecessary, but uh I have quite a bit of trivia right. that I pulled from IMDb, so uh, let's take a quick break here from the Prescribed Film Podcast Network, and then we'll come back with trivia and wrap up. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, as I always warn people about this trivia, I pull it off of IMDb, so take it with a grain of salt. Anybody can type this in, so um, I don't know why people would make up fake facts about their replacements, but you never know. Um, So this was the final film of Jack Warden, who played the uh, owner of the team. I recognized him from, I think, the Problem Child movies. Do you remember those movies? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The little redhead (laughs) kid. He played like the asshole grandpa that owned like a sports good sporting goods store i was like where do i know him from um so yeah this is the final film i think he died like six years later but i think he was in sort of bad health when he did this one um so yeah the uh the reason everyone refers to shane falco's meltdown in the 1996 sugar bowl is because there was no game in 1996 this made it easy to avoid having issues with a real player or team. The Sugar Bowl after the 1995 season was played on 12-31-95, where Virginia Tech defeated Texas, and after the 96 season on January 2nd, 97. So there was technically no 96 uh, Sugar Bowl. Oh, nice. That's funny. Yeah, so they sort of did a workaround with that. Um, the Washington team is loosely based on the 1987 replacement Washington Redskins, who won all three of their replacement games. The real Redskins returned for Week 7 through the Super Bowl, which they also won. After winning the Super Bowl, the franchise rarely, if ever, gave their replacement players any credit for the team's success. When the Redskins players received the Super Bowl rings, none of the replacement players received a ring, even though it was said that they had not won their games. The team had may, may not have made the playoffs, let alone win a Super Bowl. However, after 30 years, it was announced in March 2018 that the Redskins are finally going to recognize the replacement players' contribution and finally give them their Super Bowl rings. So uh, do you know if they ever actually got those rings? I don't, but I read, I read the same thing. So um, I, I assume, hope so. Yeah, I, I, some, I assume I so. Most of them didn't like pass away or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, during filming, Keanu Reeves was offered a tryout with the Baltimore Ravens. 
the Ravens would eventually go on to win the Super Bowl less than six months after the film's release. That's one I'm questioning. Did have you heard this before? Why why would the Wait, Ravens piano? Yeah, they, they said yeah they they said during they filming said pianos. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they they offered him a tryout with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if that's true. That seems a little uh, far fetched. Huh, that'd be a fun one to look up. <laughs> Uh, for sure like to i mean to get more like more info on right yeah to see how true that is um seems pretty far-fetched but um it's on the internet now i wonder i wonder if keanu that's true (laughs) (laughs) now i wonder if keanu actually like was like a a big time athlete like in high school or something Uh, it's got me wondering yeah it said he gained 23 pounds for his role as quarterback shane falco huh that's Uh, an interesting one yeah, he uh he plays a former quarterback from Ohio State in Point Break, which I mentioned earlier. Um and his character was also a former quarterback from Ohio State. So, uh weird connection there. I guess a coincidence, I don't know. Um Wilkinson <laughs> is afraid to go back to prison in the quicksand scene. Quicksand scene, say that two times fast. In 2016, Jace <laughs> Jace the act Michael Jace the actor who played Wilkinson this is sort of a bummer, was convicted of second-degree murder in the killing of his wife and was sentenced to prison for 40 years. So uh, the guy who played the wow. prisoner in this movie, yeah, actually murdered his wife. Um, we'll, we'll move on to a few. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, hopefully yeah. I have some more uplifting facts after this one. Um, right. <laughs> Mark Robert Ellis and Alan Graff, who played the San Diego head coach and Dallas head coach in this movie, respectively, also served as football coordinators um, designing plays, teaching proper techniques, and running a full three-week football camp for the actors and real football players working on the film. Uh, their intention was to make the football <laughs> aspects of the film as accurate and real as possible, allowing the actors to perform almost all of their own football stunts. So these actors actually did have to go through some training and actually like learn how to run plays to make it look believable, which I think is really cool. That's cool. Yeah. You kind of like see that sometimes with the like action movies where like they, they teach him like sword, you know, sword fighting and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Well, Keanu, he went through like extensive uh, gun training for the John wick movie. So, uh, and of course martial arts training for the matrix movie. So that makes sense. Um, and then the, uh, the final one I have is, um, Earl Wilkinson is based on Tony Robinson, who was a replacement quarterback for the Washington Redskins in the game against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, during the strike. Uh, Robinson was an, inmate on work release and was allowed to play that one game and led the Redskins to a 13-7 victory on Monday Night Football. It was one of the biggest upsets of the 1987 season. Uh, he was eventually released from prison in 2012. So the prisoner aspect was real. Like they actually let this guy out on work release to play a game. And he wow. Won. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to go back to that one. So just the point are you saying the actor who played the prisoner yes what was the you know ended up getting convicted okay yeah yeah not the who was based on no the the actual actor yeah it is sort of confusing because they based that character on a real a real guy i don't think he was a murderer he was in prison for something but uh, i I doubt they would let a, a murderer out to uh to play a game, but a real life prisoner was let out and he played for the Redskins on that replacement team we mentioned earlier um, and ended up winning the one game he got released for. And then uh, in an unrelated, but sort of weird connection, the actor, Michael Jace, who played the prisoner, 
in the replacements actually murdered his wife and is been in prison for 40 years. Or I guess since this, I don't know when, what year in 2016. So he's only served like a few years now. So. Huh? Yeah. Sort of uh, weird to like play a prisoner and then end up murdering your wife. But yeah. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> so I, uh, I bet you would like. I wonder whoever the the director, you know, like, like selecting the cast, must feel like horrible. Oh yeah. Well, that that scene, like where he gets, you know, they drop him off and he's got the cuffs and he's like looking at the assistant coach and he's like, "I like that watch. What's you know what's up with that watch?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a fake. It doesn't even work sometimes." Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I have for trivia. Um, did you have any final thoughts on the replacements? Um, no, I mean, I think we covered it. I think it's just like fun, a fun movie, clear mind, watch, you know, watch it whenever you want. I, 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 th- I like that. Like it kind of just jumps right into it. You know, it doesn't like the, the beginning doesn't take too long to, for you to know like what it's about. You know, and I, I think I like that. Yeah, it gets right to it. So where can uh, my listeners hear Sunday Surefire podcast? So we're pretty, I mean, wherever you're comfortable listening to podcasts, we're on Spotify, Apple. I mean, there's, there's probably like a bunch that I, I don't even, I'm not even aware of that we, <laughs> we're on there. I found too. So I don't know how it happens, but we're on there, those two. So um, Google, you know, the Google podcast, those are kind of the top ones. Facebook. Yeah. You guys are on all the socials as a uh, Sunday surefire. So I'll make sure to, uh, put links in the show notes so people can find it. Um, I, the one thing I was thinking before I go, I, I kept um, reminding myself to ask you, it's, it's interesting because like with this show, if someone listens to this in a year, they can still like just hear us talking about a movie, but like in the sports world, when they're listening to your, your podcast, it's almost like after a week, it's no longer relevant. Right. I mean, it's it's like it just changes so quick like you guys have to record and edit and release right away like i can i can build up episodes and keep them in the bank with the sports world it's constantly changing there's there's like no way you can do that yeah no it's kind of funny like we joked on a few episodes this year that like we did it through vacations i was out i was on vacation um a couple times during it and we still you know we still found a way to do the show and yeah we it's got to stay relevant with sports and with daily fantasy because you're putting a lineup in for like that week so um yeah i mean there's to make it fun you know with the off season of football we got um you know there's a lot of off season stuff that we talk about i try to encourage people to whoever likes fantasy football to start a dynasty fantasy league because that makes you like um interest all like pretty much invested all year round um to it i mean we got like you said um tom brady just announced he's coming back we got free agent signings we got the rookie draft and all, all the stuff that we're going to be um talking Tr- about trades where, all kinds of stuff yeah trade yeah yeah so like those two like when we talk about more like fantasy football you might be able to catch a random episode on there because then we start to talk about like strategy and and our our ideas on people but um, for the most part, yeah, you probably want to catch it like when it's relevant, when it's like hot off the press. Yeah, it's just to me, I was just like thinking, you know, it's like it's I, I go back and listen to back episodes of like movie and comedy podcasts. But like I, I know some other friends who do sports podcasts and it's just like, 
you know, you, you got to record it and release it right away because shit changes while we're recording this. Something might have happened. You know, we've been recording for an hour, something big major. If, if we would have recorded this afternoon, Tom Brady could have announced he's coming back while we're recording. So, you know, right. it's just it's so wild. Like if someone goes back and listens to this, they're going to hear this. And it, they could go back and be like, which time was that? You know, Tom Brady could come back four more times, you know, and and uh, <laughs> they're like, what? which time was that? But uh, right. No, it's just I have a respect for that. Like. You know, you're, the, the amount of um, content you have to put out at a quick speed and keep it relevant. And uh, it's it's a whole different world than what I'm doing. Like, it's just it's 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 uh, very interesting to me. The, the sports world podcasting It's it's just a lot like reporting in a way, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's actually something down the road, you know, we might might look into. I mean, I think one thing to kind of break it up and to kind of make it to add some of that to where if you miss a show, cause I mean, we're not asking everybody tune in every, every single week. I, you know, I think that's, it's really tough to do even on your favorite podcast. Um, you know, well, I, I think we've, we've talked about like, we'll, we'll, we'll do more like interview shows here and there too. Those like you might be able to catch on an off week and you know, when it, when it's more like interview based, mm-hmm. um, but like on our traditional show, yeah, it's pretty much just like the week of, yeah, that's it. Just like it floors me, just because it's you know, it, it's. I, I think people just think anybody can do a podcast, but it's it's like, you know, and and I do you guys do you ever pay attention to your listeners? Do they does it like the downloads go down during off season because there's less people playing the um like year round? Um. Yeah. Like I, I think we had a drop off because I think it's it's our first season. Um, doing it, so they're like, oh, like football season's over. What are you gonna talk about? So, um, I think I think once we get into the the cadence year after year, like a lot of people who like football will, you know, find out. Hey, there's a lot of you can keep talking about football all year long. I mean, I think I I joked about it with you when you were on our show that like my family hates me. Like I'm buried in my phone, like so much <laughs> with like, looking at, you know, looking at stuff and like, think about your team that you had this year. Like, think about if you still had those exact same players and like, what would, yeah. Y- yeah. Like you might like want to be trading them, you know, like if you got, what, what if Aaron Rodgers didn't, you know, sign, what if he signed with like a, uh, you know, a bunk bunk team, you know, and he's not with the Packers. Maybe I know you had him. So, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe you'd want to, tra- but um yeah no so it it's it's fun it, it, i i think it's definitely you know it's it's an all year round content i mean sports in general but i think it's kind of cool cuz we mix in like the ufc ufc aspect too so they're on you know we they don't have a season man and, yeah yeah that's like every saturday we can talk it talk it if we want and then we throw in any major events too like with march madness and hey i might might talk might might throw a, a fun like golf episode. I, I guess I'm learning that <laughs> that's kind of fun to do from my what my mother said. So <laughs> heck yeah, mix uh, it up, man. And and I think you know. there is value to it when it's like um, people who miss football so much. It's like a a little bit of like a a way to keep talking about it so you don't miss it so much. You know, it might not be happening, but there's always stuff happening in the off season. So it's like yeah, you know, I, I listen to podcasts because it's sort of like having especially if it's an interest that like you don't share with a lot of your friends, it's like having that, that little friend that you get to listen to every week. So, um, for sure, you know, I think people do have value in that, even if football season might be over, but it's never over on Sunday. Surefire. You can always listen in, um, hear the, what's going on and, and, uh, yeah, hear you guys perspective. So I, I, like I said, uh, 
you helped me out a lot last season on uh, my fancy fantasy win. I won first place. Still haven't got my trophy. Where you at, Jason? But um, oh, come on. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll see him this weekend. So maybe I'll hit him up and tell him to bring the trophy. And uh, I'll have to tell me you want a ring too. <laughs> yeah, a ring too. No, <laughs> the trophy is ridiculous and big. Um, I'll have to send you pictures. Uh, I think it's more than I deserve. So. Um, I might <laughs> nice. have to like break it in half and send you half of it since you helped me out so much. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> no, my, my, my league will be too happy about that, but, um, nah. <laughs> but again, thanks so much for being on the show. I'll put in the show notes. So everyone go check out, um, Aaron's podcast Sunday surefire. If you're into sports or if you're not into sports, just to hear about, um, sports bets and, and draft Kings and everything that's going on over there. Um, and I'll have to have you back on for major league and, and I'll have to find something that you haven't seen and bring you on here too. Yeah. 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 As you, yeah. I would love that. Cause I'm not, I'm not just like the sports guy, you know? I, I, yeah. I don't want to put you to... in a corner either. So. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. I, I would definitely enjoy that. All right. Well, thanks so much again. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on Apple podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast. <laughs>